0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to Recourse Underground, the podcast for underground music. I'm your host, Danny Defcon, and I got a great show for you guys. I got a chance to talk to Pete Russo, the guitar player of Nightbirds. And for some of you that may not know, Nightbirds is a punk band from New Jersey, and they're doing just incredible stuff right now. They're going to be touring Europe soon. They're signed to Fat Records, and they released a full length record last year, uh, the summer of last year. And it's just blowing me away with what these guys are doing. Um, So, just to give you a taste of their music, here is Born to Die in Suburbia by the Nightbirds. We go born to die in suburbia by the nightbirds. That's such a catchy song. When I first heard it, I for like a week straight I just couldn't stop listening to it. Such a great song. Um, they also have a video for it too, so you could totally just Google nightbirds, born to die in suburbia, and you'll the video will pop up right away. Um, so really good stuff. Um, but I recommend you check out the entire album. It's it's a really great album, and. All the other releases that came out before that too as well of course. So let's start things off with the interview with Pete. Uh, Pete was very nice to um, take some time to uh, chat with me. So uh, here is the interview with Pete Russo, the guitar player of the Nightbirds. I'm really happy to have Pete on the show because um, me and Pete kind of go back a little bit. Um I used to put on shows back in like late 2006, uh, and all of 2007 at Hamlin street cafe in Brook, New Jersey. And, uh, now it's, now it's like a laundromat, I think. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It's gone now. So, um, and I used to, uh, one of the bands that used to play my shows was a band called dingus. And that, uh, was, um, a band P was in, I think, right?
1: You got that right.
0: All right, cool. <laughs> um, and if I remember correctly, you, you sang in that band, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I sang and I played bass. And I think uh, the first show we ever actually played at, um at uh, what do you call it? First show we ever played at the Hamilton Street Cafe, Um, my drummer and my guitarist um at the last minute couldn't make it. And so I had to get my friend Jesse to play drums and I just played guitar and sang with no bass. Like a real, real power violence style, you know?
2: Yeah, totally. All? I
1: think we played like four songs. I think we played like two Mystic covers,
0: two Black Flag covers. That was it. Cool, man. Nice. Yeah, because I remember, um, I remember there was a show that I booked uh, with the Biz, who you know that later became Rip It Up. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember. I remember. Um, you were you were always um, in the front row, always going crazy with those guys. And then I remember eventually. Um, I think there was one show where you, you got on stage and, um, at Hamlin Street Cafe with the Biz and, and I think you guys did Dingus. I think maybe that's what you're talking about then. Um,
1: oh, you know what? I, I'm not, where was the show that you're talking about where we jumped on after they were done playing?
0: Uh, I think it was Hamlin Street. It was like in 2007, around there. Uh,
1: I I vaguely remember that. I don't know. That was was a big blur of shows because there was a, there was one time, um, that uh, it wasn't at the Hamlin Street Cafe, somewhere else. I Can't remember where, but it was like a ska show, and Biz was playing first. And um, what happened? Uh, it was like it was like a ska show, but yet Biz was like more of a hardcore band, So like me and like all my punker friends were there, and the ska kids didn't like it at all. They had this like big attitude with us, and like we actually just like wound up just like fighting them during Biz's set. And when oh, Biz was wow. done, me and my me and my friends who were in Dingus like, kind of jumped up on the stage and we started playing, and then, you know, Biz, all the guys in Biz just started getting, like, more violent than us, and they started basically beating up the kids at this church.
3: Oh, man. And then
1: uh, they, the people who were put on the show weren't happy about it at all. They, like, got on stage, and they, I was playing bass, and they, like, unplugged the bass and, like, threw us off the stage. And before we left, um, the bassist of Biz went outside, and he grabbed a bunch of, like, Wood chips, and there was this uh, Scott Band that was playing next. I forgot their name. They were really weak, though. It was really stupid. And he just took, like, this big handful of chips, and the trombonist of that band was being fucking thick the whole time. And so he just took all these wood chips and just threw them directly into the dude's horn.
0: <laughs> oh, jeez, uh, that's so, like, great. one
1: man. of the funniest things.
0: Oh, man, heard. dude. Wow. Wow. I wish yeah. I was at that show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, 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 like, the only one that very. I vividly remember because that was like the middle of the day, but cool. yeah, and that Hamlin Street, that that place was a really cool venue because they had like, that was like I remember that was like I started going there like right before like you couldn't smoke inside anymore, so like you walk into that first room, there'd just be like a big wall of smoke, and then there was like the middle room, and there was like the other room on the other side. But I remember I always had a lot of fun there. They would always like look the other way if you were like you know 15 years old and drinking. That was
3: always fun. Right, right. Yeah,
0: definitely, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. So, so, so there, those were some pretty cool times. And um, I remember, um, you know, uh, it was around the time, it was like 2006, 2007. And, um, you know, actually, I can't believe how things have improved for punk in the underground. Because back then, I think... Um, there was a lot less punk rock bands. Because around that time, I think there was a lot of, like, screamo and, like, hipster stuff going on, you know, and, you know, the black Well, pop.
1: you know, I feel like the, the thing with that now is, like, all that stuff still exists, but right. the internet, I feel like the internet's been around enough to where, like, all those other sub-genres of, like, and sub punk are kind of, like, there. Right. It's just that because, like these scenes have been around for so long that you don't have to lump all those bands on the same bill anymore. There's, like, enough bands out there to where you can have, like, a show where there's, like, one type of band and it all kind of makes sense. But the problem with that, I see, is, like, it's, like, like, yeah, it's cool that you don't have to, like, put up with as much, like, loud music anymore. But, like, at the same token, like, it's not, like, for the most part, at least, it's keeping a lot of kids, like, separated and just kind of into their own niche, I feel like but you know you got to kind of like take the good with the bad I
0: guess yeah exactly man yeah that's a good point that's a really good point um yeah so I ended up um seeing Pete actually at um the Dickies show there was a uh, the Dickies played the Brighton bar um in in November and um I remember uh, this was actually my first time seeing you guys and um when you guys opened, I, uh, I didn't know you were in the band, and actually, I, when I was, uh, looking on stage, I was like, I know that guy, but, um, <laughs> you know, like, back in the day, you had, like, glasses, and you had, like, um, really long, curly hair, I remember, and, um, yeah, 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 yeah. so, <laughs> so, um, so, you know, uh, you looked a little different, but then, the more I saw you, I was like, oh, yeah, th- that's Pete, you know, so, um, so then, um, that's when I hit you up the next day on Facebook and then we started talking and, and you remembered me from Recourse Records and, uh, the Four Angry Drunks, which...
3: Yeah, Four Angry Drunks, I remember that. that <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that,
0: yeah well, well, see, I'm very appreciative of that because that was such a short-lived project and we only, um, we only played those, like, Locker shows, you know? I think we played once with Rip It Up and, and I'm pretty sure you were there because I remember you were, um, you were talking to me at, at the show, so...
1: yeah.
3: I th- I th- I think might have played. I can't really, Like I said, I guess that
1: was like I think that was like
3: 2008, maybe 2009. Yeah, that's I don't know. right. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't even remember. I can't even remember 2012 that much. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no. I remember what
0: she used to say. <laughs> cool. So, um, so from what I understand, you're actually not an original member. You joined the band, right?
1: Yeah. Um, the band. Well, actually, the band was the band started in. I want to say.
3: And Nightbirds actually started, I think in like 2008, around the time um,
1: Joe's, uh, our bass, our bassist, Joe's old band, The Earth,
3: uh, broke up. Okay. Uh, and, and, but it was like a way different lineup. Like, Brian, our singer, was originally supposed to play drums. Uh, he used to play
1: drums in uh, the band's uh, Four to Death, and Brian. And uh, he was originally, I can't even remember who the other guys in the band were supposed to be, but like... That, like, grouping didn't really work that well, but Brian and Joe kind of, like, stuck together, and they are like, ah, we're going to keep trying to do this. And they, what they originally had in mind was they just wanted to sound like early 80s, like, punk. Just right. like, right. you know, Cal- Southern California, like, Black Flag, Adolescent, yeah. Aggression, yeah, and like that. Yeah, yeah,
0: um, absolutely. Right. What happened, what eventually happened was uh, they hooked up with uh,
3: Mike uh, Catalano from the band Hunchback, and uh, he has like a
1: very very jerky sound to him. Like he's like that's that dude's is Like he plays on like an old uh, Fender uh, Mustang and like or was it a Jaguar? I don't, I
3: don't,
1: I don't know. But in uh, a uh, Fender, uh, I think he has a super
3: reverb. Oh, can you hang on, two seconds, sorry.
0: Yeah, go ahead, sure. Listen to that guitar work. That was Pete right there on guitar. Amazing instrumental right there. That's the opening track to Born to Die in Suburbia. It's called Escape from New York. Pete had to take a moment. It was kind of a long interview. I don't blame him. So uh, here we have the second part of the interview with Pete.
1: Yeah, yeah. where was I? Uh, Sorry. Uh, Anyway, Mike Catalano, uh, he's like very surfy sound. And so that kind of like introduced like a surf like attention to it. Like before he was in the band there basically was no pre thought to there being like a surf sound to it. And um you know if, uh, they uh, what did they do? They recorded with Mike, they recorded uh, the demo, they recorded uh Killer Wave seven inch, they did the prognosis negative seven inch, the midnight movie seven inch. And uh, the other side of darkness helped me. And then uh, after like all that like whirlwind stuff, they did like a European tour, they did like a Midwest tour, they were doing all this touring, they were building up all this momentum. Wow. And the thing was, Mike actually had a, um, what's it called? Mike had a, uh, re- well, still has the uh, record store in Brooklyn called Co-op 87. Great record store, um, but he was like, like yo, I can't like do this band. And do my record store at the same time, right. so you pretty much play. It was like kind of like an ambiguous play. It was like, well, all right, you know, we don't want to stop you from like you know making a living, but you know, at the same time, we don't really want to stop playing. And that was around the time uh, what happened. Is, uh, I met up with those guys because uh, well, my old band Fives had played I think one show with Nightbirds at the Asbury Lane with the uh, and then we played a show. Uh, the Court Tavern in New Brunswick um, with the Omegas, great band from Canada. Cool. But uh, the Court Cavern show was like around the time when like yeah, it was they hadn't really announced yet that like Mike was gonna be leaving the band or that he was going to be playing his last show or whatever. Right. And so uh, Brian comes up to me and he's like, Hey, you know, like I didn't realize that you played Part fives five. Uh I was wondering if you wanted to try out the same nipers. And I was thinking, like, yeah, that's so cool, whatever. And then I was, like, well, actually, I, I wasn't that blase about it. Mike's an amazing part. I remember I just finished watching them play, and, like, Mike's whole stick. You, like, roll around on the floor and, like, jump off the stage. and just roll around on the floor and not miss a note playing, like, really intricate Yeah. Like right. And I was, like, I was, like, dude, I don't know if you got the right guy. <laughs> I should have told him, I was like, I'll try it, but I don't think it's going
0: to be good enough. Right, right. And, uh, yeah, but
1: you know, wound up trying out and it just clicked and, you know, get along with the guys great and you know, doing all this shit and now we're getting ready for like a European tour and doing yeah. a short tour on the West Coast next month and pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Dude, that's that's a really awesome story because um you know, I actually thought that you, you actually knew the guys like as friends, so it's pretty cool to know that you actually you know, first started playing shows with them, and then tried out, you know, so that's pretty cool, um, yeah, yeah, you know, that, that's awesome, man, um, yeah, so, um, talking about the shows, I mean, I was, I was on, um, your website earlier, and I'm, like, blown away at, like, who you guys are playing with, you know, I mean, you guys are playing with, I mean, yeah, we're playing
1: with, uh, we're playing,
0: uh, punk rock bowling with all on yeah, the briefs, yeah. and then we're playing a couple shows, um,
1: on the west coast with the, uh, been watching yeah. fiction uh we are also playing with our friend uh, neighborhood Brass, great band uh trying to
2: think it it's only in I can't even remember off the top of my head
0: yeah you know i'm actually looking at the site right now and um actually um it's funny you say punk rock bowling. i i'm not i i couldn't get a chance to go uh this year but um my roommate paul he's actually going So, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So he'll be checking that out because he was telling me about, um, yeah, I'm looking at the date right now with all in the briefs and he was saying how he's so excited to see all and I, and actually, and actually he probably doesn't even know that you guys are playing. So he'd be probably be even more happy. So yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, you
3: know,
1: that's what we were kind of explain Well, I mean, aside from the fact that like Joe is like the biggest, like all like Carl Alvarez is like probably like his biggest, like influence. Yeah, playing. yeah, So like, he's like doing backflips about it.
3: Oh but, Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. yeah
1: But yeah. uh, you know, it's and it's cool. I mean like my whole my whole thing is like we played with a lot of I mean, I'm not all the bad examples because I kinda like all but um we played with a few bands that I didn't really care about. I'm like kinda like ah, whatever, you didn't care about playing with this band like, you know, like ah, whatever, I don't care, I don't like this band. But I'm right. like I kinda realized like, oh hey, like, you know, but this means we're going to be playing in front of a bunch of people that otherwise would never hear about us. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. you know, It doesn't matter if the majority of people are like, I don't care, whatever. Like, I don't care about that. But like, you know, there's going to be like the handful of kids that are like, oh, wow, I never heard of you guys. You guys are great. I'm like, oh, cool. This is awesome. It kind of like opened my eyes a little bit because I'm like, oh, hey, you know, you don't have to be such a
0: curmudgeon about everything. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, actually, I'm I'm a huge... Uh, Descendants fan. I love the Descendants, and yeah, um, yeah, definitely. I um, I I like All as well. Actually, um, I was one of those guys that kind of fell asleep on All, and now just recently because of Filmage, that movie Filmage, it really got me more interested in in checking out more of like All's catalog. You know. Um, yeah, I actually I
2: I, took, I for a long time actually I didn't
1: listen to anything that Descendants. I don't want to grow up. I was like, ah, that's just a bunch of punk, like pop punk garbage. I don't care about right. it. But I've been like, slowly over the years, like, it, I've been like, oh, I'll get to enjoy it. And then, oh, I'll get into, you know, all. You
3: know, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know, I'll get into, oh, I'll get into America. And I'm like, oh, this is just all of It's just great. Like, and just like, I want to say, like, a month ago, I was just asking go, I was like, you know, fuck I'm going to get into all. And I was like, yo, Joe, what all record should I start with? And he was like, always revenge and all right. Like, oh, okay. And it's great. It's great. I'm like, I feel stupid that I
0: waited long to get in. <laughs> I, I, dude, I feel the same exact way. When I heard, um, you know, the first record, I was like, you know, like, uh, how could I have waited this long? You know, <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> yeah, like you know,
1: whatever. It's, yeah. I, 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 yeah. There's like, there's, and the cool thing is too, it's like, there's uh, being, especially nowadays, like in the punk, like, even if there's like a couple months where it's like you know, or even, like, you can go a whole year without hearing anything new, and there's enough shit that's, like, been put out there. or shit that's even been, like, that hasn't even been put out that's just, like, there. You just get into it. Like, there's a fan from New Jersey, um, back in the early 80s, called Autistic Behavior, um, and it's just been, like, it's the only, they recorded this LP's worth of material, like, back in 1982, and, like, never got released. There's only been, like, a really crappy bootleg that's, like, been circulating around the internet, like, yeah. for a while. That doesn't even have, like, song types on it. But, um, that yeah, this uh, record label just re-reissued it, like, very recently, like, a couple weeks ago. And it's great. It's so cool. Like, I pre-ordered it, uh, like, cool. And there's shit like that happening all the time.
0: You know, as I was saying, like, I was looking through these, um, through these, uh, you know tour dates you guys got. Um, oh, looks. Oh, that's right. You guys got something coming up this Friday. Um, yeah, the Mill Hill Basement. Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be at that one. Um, so. Yeah, yeah, we're playing. Uh,
1: we're playing the Mill Hill Basement with. Uh, who are we we're playing with? Marco Marcus. Uh, I can't remember who else is playing. I know it's not Mike Irk is going
3: to be DJing. Yeah, that's it's right. Good records. So that's going to going to be a good
1: time. I, I've never been there before. So apparently, it's going to be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. Never, I, I don't even think
3: I've ever been in Trent. In of thing, but whatever. Yeah, it's going to be a good
0: time. All right, nice. Well, that makes two of us because actually, I've ne- I've been to Trent before, but I've I've never been to the Mill Hill before. So,
3: oh, uh, you're going to go to the show?
0: Yeah, yeah. Sick, right on. Man. Yeah, man, I'm going. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. So, as I was looking through these tour dates, um, you know, of course, I saw Punk Rock Bowling, and then I saw, you know, that you guys are playing with no effects, um, in August, for Punk. Yeah. Rock. For punk rock holiday, and then it also, of course, made me. Wait, where?
3: That's in Europe somewhere. I can't remember where it's from.
0: Yeah, it's in that. Europe. Um, Tolman SL. What does SL stand for? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I
3: think it's uh, Slovakia.
0: Oh, nice, man. That's pretty yeah. cool. That's really cool. So. Yeah, um, Happy Yeah, yeah. So. Um, as you said, like the band was already touring in Europe before you joined the band, right?
1: Oh yeah, they did uh, they did a short tour in Europe. They played um you know, I think like the usual I think they played like they did England, where else? They did Germany. I know they played a show in Sweden with uh, terrible feelings. Um well they played like they they played like the normal like northern northeastern European fair. Um but this time around we're hitting like more like Southern and going a little further west than band uh, did last time. We're doing like, uh, let me see, we're doing like France. Uh, we're hitting England again. We're doing, uh, we're doing Germany again. Uh, Italy, I think, we, I think we got a Spanish date in there. I think we're doing Spain.
3: Um, we're doing Slovakia, uh, doing Czech Republic. Yeah. I can't even yeah.
1: remember. And then we're doing one last date in uh, Finland. So that's going to be
0: fun. So. nice man nice that's really cool man that's really awesome um so along with all this you guys have a seven inch that's out on fat records and i mean fat records doesn't need any introduction so i mean what how did you guys get that going because i mean you know fat records is up there with one of the biggest independent labels of really oh, yeah, all time right. you know yeah
1: no question about it. i mean it's the cool thing about that label is, like, as far as I understand, I think they're still, they only have, like, as far as I know, I think people only like, seven people. Like, it's are still super, like, it actually is, like, an independent record label. It's not like, yeah. you know, it's not like some business that's actually, like, you know, parading, mastering. It's like, oh, cool, what else for, like, an independent record label? And they have just Like, they actually are, like, an actual independent record label. It's just they've been around for so long. And, yeah. You know, they have, like, so many great fans on the record label, like, and it's cool. I mean, it's really cool to be a part of it or whatever, you know.
0: Yeah. Well, how'd you guys get um uh, involved with Fat Records?
1: Uh, I I don't know the specifics, but I think as far as I understand, um, I think like the story goes. That, don't quote don't me on this. I mean, well, I mean, obviously I can't support it. But as far as I understand, the story was like Brian was reading an interview with uh, one of the guys who worked at the record label, and the guy was like, like "Oh yeah, like what he was like talking about like what some of his favorite bands that he saw." It's, that's my Nightbird's played at. He's like, what were some of your favorite bands stuff? And he was like, oh, Nightbird's, he mentioned Nightbird's, and Brian. you know, Brian's like way into like fat records and stuff like that. And so he was like, oh, just kind of like the other type for he was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we were on a fat records?" And so I'm not, you know, expecting too much. He just kind of emailed the guy. He was like, hey, you know, oh, where's Nightbird's? Uh, Here's our press kit, blah, 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 blah. Uh, and the guy emailed back, he was like, hey, what's going on? You know, blah, blah, blah. Email back and forth, and then you know we got the. They offered to put out a seven-inch for us, and we we're like, "Yeah, definitely." And we had like, uh, since I had joined the band in let's say January
3: twenty twelve, we kind of been like slowly writing songs for the entire year. Oh, and okay. At
1: the end of it, we had like too many songs to do, uh, a full LP, which we put out on & Mistake Records, uh, and um, uh, we had like these extra like, three songs left over, and we were like, all right, we'll just take this one song we have about Mick Foley, make it the A-side, and put these three extra songs as B-side for seven That worked out perfectly, so, you know, and that put it out, and it was actually really cool because, you know, like, a bunch of people that otherwise wouldn't have heard of us like, got into us. and like, you know, it's like, Salt of the Earth type of people, like, we played a show in Cincinnati, and uh, these, like, Steelworker dudes, like, or if they were, like, there's some sort of, like, industrial worker dude, like, showed up, and they were just like, oh, man, like, we heard about you guys who do the Fat Records thing. We checked out all your stuff on the internet, and, oh, it's great. And they were, like, super stoked. They were, like, way more stoked than, like, all the, like, you know, Too Cool for School, like, floppy-haired punks showed up. They were just, like, going nuts and, like, <laughs> nice. like getting really rowdy. It was so much fun to got like, super drunk. They were, like, nice guys. And we also had, like, there was, like, uh, we played in support coordination with that, um, I can't remember what last summer, and uh, what happened. There was like, I wasn't there for it, but somebody in the band told me that like a garbage guy came up and was like, "Hey, like I'm a garbage man, and like we heard you guys blah blah blah, and like you know we like your song Landfill Land, and we sing that all the time, garbage man." And it
0: was like, (laughs) dude, that's really (laughs) awesome, man. That's really awesome.
1: demographics that I kind of feel appreciated for. Like, older dudes, because they know what they're talking about, and younger kids, because I'm like, oh, cool, like, younger kids, like, you know, oh, well, I'm not, it's so much, I've kind of, like, lost up on people my
3: age, more or less. Like, they've already kind of decided what's cool and what's not cool. Right,
0: and, right, right, right. It's 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 like the, the younger kids, they, you know, that are just teenagers, they're at that influential age, and um, it's, it's pretty cool to you know, for you guys to be an influence on them.
3: Yeah, exactly. I and
1: mean, don't even really have to be an influence; on it. they're into it. I mean, I, I, I feel better. It's like I get more like energy off of them because they're just more excited about it. Like you get like somebody who's like my like 25, 26, like being like, oh yeah, I guess you guys
3: are kind of cool. I like, guess yeah. it's like that. Like, like these people already know what's cool. I don't like. I
1: don't
0: exactly. Like, I know man? exactly what you mean. I know exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah. what. It's like whatever
3: mean, mm-hmm.
0: that way, yeah, <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, yeah, you know what? I, I never thought about it that way. Um, mm-hmm. so that's really cool, man. Um, so, um, you know, I was, I was on, on your Facebook uh page earlier, um, the, the Nightbirds Facebook page, and um, it's really cool the the range of merch that you guys have. You guys have like skateboards, you have like sunglasses, you know, you have you know, and like, um, what recently impressed the hell out of me was the fact that Chris Sherry, the guy that does the Descendants artwork, has yep. designed um, your European flyer, I think, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. He actually, um... There's a funny story about that. Um, our bassist, like, does all the merch, more or less, and, um... Well, more or less, he does all the merch. Uh, he, like, mails out all this stuff. Like, all the mail order is, like, Joe's house. That's, like, my first merch right. central. Right. And, um... That guy, Chris Sherry, actually ordered a bunch.
0: It's an awesome as <laughs> hell. Um...
3: I think, I'm, I think I'm the only person who keeps a good idea.
0: Yeah, uh-huh. man, I'm not, that sounds cool, man. And I, actually, that's a very interesting concept, because as you know, you know, um, um, it's it's at the point now where even CDs are becoming obsolete. And it's, it's like, what I've been noticing is bands do things like what you guys do, where, you know, you put out, you know, you try to sell merch, really, more than just the... Um, the CDs or vinyl and stuff like that, because um, there's gonna probably be a chance that people are gonna be sharing the music through MP3 anyway. So
1: oh yeah, we we don't even try to avoid that. Like if people are gonna download
0: our stuff, let them. You know, like exactly. It, it's a lot. It's a lot simpler. Like somebody uploaded when like
3: we put out um, our latest LP,
1: "Born to Die in Suburbia." We put the the files up on Bandcamp you know, right. or whatever stream, and uh, somebody like instantly, like, just grab on it and just put up a YouTube video of, like, complete record. And you yeah. even try to put it, take it down, because it's, like, whatever, you know? Like, you know, like, you walking around, like, with their iPhone out and, like, looking up a YouTube video to listen to it. Like, if they're gonna like it, they're gonna buy it, you know?
0: So right, exactly. Like, and, and, it? and it's gonna happen whether you like it or not, as well. Yeah, you know? exactly. So, like, yeah. I
1: hear a lot of stories about, like, different bands, like, even like punk fans trying to like kind of watch that
3: and play, do why even bother trying? Like
0: just let it happen. And yeah, I, exactly. Because if anything, it's great exposure for you guys. You know, because um, you know someone from overseas can pull up the YouTube video and and, and hear you guys. And uh, you never know that exactly. could that could be someone that's you know um, you know that could be wanting to have you guys play a show there or something. You know, so exactly,
3: exactly. Oh, yeah. So it's, you know.
0: Opportunity, whatever. Awesome, awesome. Four awesome songs right there. Landfill, off of the record, The Other Side of Darkness, Last Gasp, off of Maimed for the Masses, Modern Morons, off of Born to Die in Suburbia, and Prognosis Negative, off of their 7-inch self-titled. When I hear these songs, I automatically think of The Adolescents, or D.I. D.I. is one of my favorite Southern California bands. So it's really awesome to hear this stuff. Whenever you guys get a chance, please check out the Nightbirds live. It's an awesome show and you get a chance to pick up some merchandise and uh if you don't get a chance to check them out live, if they don't come to your town, the internet is an incredible thing. If you're lazy like me, just go to Google and type in Nightbirds and you'll get all of their stuff. So, let's finish off this interview with Pete. And I'll play you guys some more music by the Nightbirds. What would you say your influences are? I know we were talking earlier about, um, you know, Southern California punk rock, and actually, the you know the opening track of uh, "Born to Die in Suburbia" um, is uh, very like when I heard it, it instantly reminded me of Agent Orange, you know. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You know, so, um, so. What would you say your influences are specifically? I, I know the band is influenced in eighties punk rock and and all that, um, but you specifically, what would you say your influences are?
1: Well, I mean, for me, most of what I, like I mostly what's taught me like how to play punk music has been early eighties Southern California punk specifically, but like, cool, you know, that's not all we're into. Like, we're all into like, different things at different times, even like. You know, I'll, like, I'll be listening to, like, you know, a lot of, like, you know, kind of, like, harder, hardcore, like, lately I've been listening to Rival Mob a lot, and, like, you know, newer stuff like that, and, uh, you know, Joe's into, like, you know, obviously Joe's super into The Descendants and stuff like that, but he's also into, like, he practices, like, jazz scales, like, oh, cool. regs, like, nice. he's constantly like, doing stuff like that, and, like, uh,
3: Ryan's, like, really into, like, early glam. like Ryan is literally,
1: our drummer is, like, the smartest dude. He literally knows everything about rock and roll. Like, everything. Like, Kill by Death, 7 Inches, like, you know, Detroit Punk, like, from the early 70s. Like, not just, like, MC5 and shit like that. Like stuff. I've literally never heard of it. Just like, oh, yeah, it's... it's it's just like, you know, there been a like this, Just it's off stuff in the field like, bring up some band that I've never heard of. I'm like, whoa, like, you the like, knowledge knowledge about everything. Right. And, uh, you know, Brian's born to, like, I don't
3: know,
1: Brian, Brian's kind of, like, all over the place, too. Uh, we're just kind of, I'd say, like, collectively, though, like, when it comes down to, like, songwriting, like, the biggest influences on us probably, like, I'd say the Ramones, yeah. Basically. Uh, naked
0: Ray gun
3: and mm-hmm. the damn.
0: Those are probably the three biggest components. Oh nice, cool man, nice. Yeah, yeah, when I was listening to uh Born and Dying Suburbia, um, I heard a lot of like um influence, uh at least for me, I heard some Dead Kennedy's influence in there. Um Definitely, yeah. Um yeah, like I said, Agent Orange. Um and <clears> the, and even some sure. of the, and even some of the germs too. I, I could hear some germs in there too.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah, the germs yeah. was
1: like I learned how to play bass before I learned how to play guitar, and, like, the the Germs discography is, like, the reason why I was able to figure out how to play bass. Like, it's just, I mean, not to, like, you know, question on, like, Lorna Dune playing or whatever, but, like, yeah, she's an amazing bassist. Like, obviously, big influence on me, but to be honest, most of those songs are super easy to play, and, like, you can just listen to it as long as you know how to tune it. You can pretty much follow along. It's pretty simple. But you know, yeah, germs are sort of baseball bad. But you know, oh, and also I wanted to mention too, like there's a lot of like horror movie influence, like not just like like there's a lot of different like horror movies and stuff that like influence a lot of the lyrics and stuff. A lot oh, of, like, cool. The theme sort of and like right. like you mentioned uh, the opening track on uh, what's it called on Born to Die in Suburbia. It's actually a cover of John Carpenter's theme
0: too. So we oh. kind of like put that and just like sped
1: it up. I made it like a little here, like a
0: little bit more agent RNG. Oh, okay, okay. Oh man, I, I totally didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. That's yeah. awesome. Nice, man. Cool, cool. Um, so just to go back with the whole merch stuff, uh, really quick. Um, so um, you mentioned how with the with you know merch is the way that you guys are able to tour, um. So I'm assuming cuz I remember you know I was talking to you earlier uh you're you're just coming home from work. So with being able to go overseas and and play a lot of shows like that, is it hard to kind of juggle that with, you know, having like a normal job and stuff like that?
3: Yeah, uh, pretty much, though. No, not really.
1: It, it, to be honest, not really. I mean, we kind of lucked out like our our drummer Ryan like is the bike, um like he like does deliveries and like does like courier uh, in Brooklyn. So like he does that, so his schedule is extremely flexible.
3: Okay. Cool, um cool.
1: What's it called? I, I work uh I used to work at a uh, food delivery service. I was a dispatcher and I could get really, really flexible hours from that. The problem was like, you know, I most of my hours I'd be working at night and like so if I had to practice I'd have to take an entire day's work off and I just wasn't thinking things like doing that. But uh I got a job actually, um, at the screen printing shop that does all the, that does all of our merch. So, like, my boss, like, understands, like, I'm a fan. Like, his school is, like, free time and stuff like that. Uh, Joe is an electrician. Uh, He pretty much has the least flexible schedule out of all of us, but he still makes it work, obviously. And, uh, Brian works for his parents, um, uh, excuse me, hardwood flooring, uh, and uh you know obviously you know it's a family run business they're pretty understanding in terms of flexibility of living store but you know
3: that's, it makes it
0: work. nice man that's cool man that that's good that you know um you guys you know have that flexibility and and you're still able to to you know to be in a band and and, and do what you guys love that's great that's really cool yeah you know yeah
3: nice i mean honestly
1: i i don't really have much of a choice <laughs> anyway, I pretty much have to be in band. but like, I've been in band since, like, I want to say I, since I was 14 years old, I've been in a punk band. Yeah. Like,
3: I think there was, like, maybe I want to say, like, two-month period
1: where I wasn't in a band at all. And I had like, a nervous breakdown over I was like, I need to be in a band.
3: And I, I, yeah. I was like, ah, uh-huh, yes, thank you. Like, it's, it's, Yes, don't yes. Like much
0: of a all right, cool, man. So, one last question, and we kind of talked about this already. Um what's your opinion in general on the whole, you know, the current state of punk rock right now? Because I know there's still a lot of people out there that, you know, say things like punk rock's dead and, you know, it's, it you know, it's, it's no longer around, this and that. But, I mean, it, it, you know, I think that's just so silly because if that was the case, then there wouldn't be bands like yours, bands like mine, and, you know, all, all these incredible bands out there. Um, but, well, yeah, like, yeah. you know,
1: it's like... Um... I don't know. People have been saying Punk's dead for a while. Yeah. You know, Waddy almost died, so Punk actually almost did die, but, you know, he's doing all right as far as I understand. So, that's cool. But, uh, what happened? Um, yeah, I, it, it, honestly, like, it, depending on this time of year, I'll be like, oh, whatever, Punk's stupid. Like, I don't care about Punk anymore. But, I mean, I just, like, two weeks ago, I was just at a great fest in DC called Damage City Fest. Like, all these fans from, like, all over the world came over and played, and, was so cool like it was so great and it was so much fun like I saw some, of my, I saw basically like my favorite punk band some of my favorite punk bands play and like like Kulo from Chicago played uh Stanford England called Flex played and they were great uh Rival Mob played Boston Strangler uh Infest like Infest played and I was like dude I was like I can't believe I'm looking at Infest right now but <laughs> I mean like um you know, it's just, it's awesome, if you know where to look, you know, that's the thing, like, you just, it's like how it always used to be, or how it really
0: is with any underground music, you got to make an effort, you know? Yeah, exactly. Don't be exactly. Just, just don't be lazy, and you'll find good shit, like. Yeah, exactly. Unless
1: that. you're like me, and you're just really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just super lucky, I'm incredibly lazy, and I just happen upon really amazing bands. I guess, I don't know, but, you
0: know, Well, that's awesome, man. Cool, cool, yeah, yeah. Because like I was like, yeah, like you know, like, like when I saw you at the Dickey show, I was like, yeah, I remember that kid? And and like here you are in a band that's you know touring the world. It's awesome, you know. <laughs> hey, thanks, man. Thank yeah, you. yeah, no problem. Um, all right, cool. So um, thanks a lot, man, for um for taking the time to do this. And um, it was really great to touch base again, you know. Um, oh yeah, man,
1: definitely. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for uh. You yeah, know, asking
3: the nice
0: questions and saying the nice thing. I appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome, man. No problem, no problem. So, I will. I'll see you Friday because I'm definitely going to the show. Right um, on, dude. Yeah. So, um, all right, cool, man. Thank you so much. I'll uh, I'll talk to you soon. Definitely
3: talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye.
0: Well, there you have it, guys. Interview with Pete from Nightbirds. It was great catching up with the guy and talking about the old days and. Just talking about what's going to be going on with Nightbirds. I mean, it's going to be incredible when they get to Europe and just rock it over there. And I wish them all the best. Really great band. And once again, please check them out. If they come to town, please go to their show. Please buy some merchandise and have a good time. But if they're not coming to your town anytime soon, it's all good because we live in the information age you just go to google.com and type in anything you want and you can get it so just go to google.com type in nightbirds and you'll get everything that your heart desires all right guys thank you so much for checking out the show i'm danny defcon and please check us out at recourserecords.net and facebook facebook.com forward slash Records. This is an episode of Recourse Underground. I will see you next time.